Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Ranger. But we got Vance and Todd on Vance's speakerphone. They're together today. So we're going to kind of do this backwards, I guess. So you guys there? We're here. Okay. We are here. I knew you were there, but I'm like, how long is it going to take before you guys speak up? All right. Sorry. You guys are watching TV, huh? No. <laughs> okay. Fatty Z Musky products, fattyzmusky.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, last time I checked, that Pike Team Ferrari had like 830,000 views on the Project X. We're at 140, close to 145. That puts us right around a million. That's that's my little thing I'm watching now is I wanted to have a, a million views on that stuff so that's cool did we hit a million if you count the 800 and some thousand from pike team ferrari yes wow that's cool yeah that's that's a pretty big post so anyways that's my that's the thing i've been watching the last couple weeks um i just put a giant bait order together for musky tackle online He's getting a whole bunch of stuff of standard colors. Uh, apparently, they've been moving pretty good there. So I do have a little bit left, but we're stocking up for Chicago. So if you're looking for good standard colors and you don't want to have to send an email to me and talk with me, uh, just look up Muskie Tackle online and let Aaron take care of it all. And uh, Team Rhino Outdoors, he has his own exclusive colors. And... Uh, yeah, so that that's for the baits. The rod holders, you know, we're getting some new stuff together ready for Chicago, which it's looking like we're going to be getting a Chicago booth. So it's not official yet, but, you know, we got some new stuff coming out with the rod holders. They're not completed yet, but I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. I know I've said it before. We, we got some tubes coming uh, that are kind of m- more musky than the standard tubes that most people are used to used to seeing. So... Uh, that's something new coming out. We also have the stuff that we came out with this spring, like that extension bracket or the 90-degree bracket. It's the same thing. Nice. Uh, we have the uh, extended, the, the tall rail mount, which Gearman Steve did get a pair of those. And he got the prototype tubes. So he's like a double whammy with that. That was, oh, gosh, three, four weeks ago we got that. I don't know if I mentioned any of that. So I think he's a pro staffer now. Pretty pro much. Staff. I, the, Steve and I have been in contact fairly consistent for the past week or so, and I didn't tell Vance and Todd about this because they probably do not care. But he put together a spreadsheet. Well, if he's on the pro staff. I mean, geez, yeah. that's such an important title. Okay, well, okay, he's putting together uh, a spreadsheet. He's he's timing his Tranks power gear and Tranks high gear, burning a double ten getting how fast he can miles per hour and like standard deviations and all this stuff on 10 runs of each. Okay. And he did it with a power handle. Now he's going to be doing it with a standard handle. Um, the one that comes with the reel to try to prove some things that really don't matter to people. And most people will talk not knowing what they're talking about. And this is just to prove, well, this is it. This is a bit interesting. Yeah. Is he getting anywhere near five miles an hour? Nope. 
No, I didn't think so. Nope. Is he getting anywhere near four? Yes. Now let me. I'm going to pull some of this up. I don't want to. I don't want to waste it all. But he yeah, yeah, has. Yeah. He has a. He has a giant power handle on this. Now I'm. I'm searching mm-hmm. through my text. That's why I'm. I'm uh, doing this. Let's see here. Scrolling up. Scrolling up. He said that he was cranking as hard as he could. Like this is. This isn't a marathon. This is the hundred yep. yard dash. And his speed with a power handle was 4.39 and 4.21 between okay. the two. I'm not going to give which one was that 5% difference, if it's even that. Uh, we suspect that that might change when he goes back to the factory reel handles. And he said after those 20 casts, because he did five casts of the one, switched over, did five casts of the other reel. Then he went back for five casts and went back for five casts. Um, he said that he was exhausted. The other thing that he said was he was having a hard time keeping the reel, the, the, the bucktail under the water. Bait underwater, yeah. I knew under that the water. was going to come up, yeah. So, but really, I mean... Because I've done it when I'm trolling. I mean, if you put one of those big things out there when you're going 4.5... Yeah. I can't keep them under the water. I can keep them under water if I put them in a downrod position because it's a straight line. There's some weight or something. Some, maybe yeah, people yeah. Use I mean, you, you have to start using weights because if you put it out in a downrod, it's straight out from the downrod, and I can do 4.3. It'll be under water like mm, 8 inches. Yeah. Now that, that's how far the downrod's in the water. Mm-hmm. So I guess with this being, this is a little miss... Mm, Ah oh, gosh, it's it's a little deceiving because that was the speed he he marked the line at seventy five feet. So he casted beyond. Which another thing that was interesting, and I, I'm wasting all of his great data here, <laughs> is he was having difficulty casting further than a hundred feet with a double ten. Really? Yeah. So what he. I guess I might as well just continue. Um, he would cast out, get the blades going, and when he'd hit the mark at 75 feet, he'd hit go on the phone, the stopwatch, and then reel as fast as he can and hit go when the leader hit the tip or stop on the stopwatch. And he figured that by doing that with every bait, every every time he did 20 casts, that it's going to be close enough for, for human. You know, it's it's well, it's close enough. So well, yeah, let, let's let's save that for another podcast. That's really interesting. But well, I, I guess let me finish wrap it up with this. That four point two one and four point three nine. Mm-hmm. That, like I said, it's like five percent difference. Um, that would be the average mile per hour. So if he he obviously didn't start at seventy five feet at four miles an hour, he may have ended. So he may have been four and a half. Because it's an average over seventy-five feet. Sure, and there's there's just a bunch of other variables. I mean, he's trying to thumb his own stopwatch at that point too. Yeah, but he he texted me tonight. He says that tomorrow he has a person that's going to help him, that's going to run it. <laughs> but it, it's it's really interesting. He said that it's exhausting, yeah. which 
you know, he's, I'd call him an average. He's, I don't know what the, the new phrase is, but he has the, the dad, dad build or whatever they call it. He's dad, I, dad, okay. Dad body, similar to mine, probably better than mine, but even still, <laughs> you know, you can probably chase. Like, yeah. It, but it's still just a, a, a quick flick of the wrist, you know? Yeah, you're Doesn't talking anything to do about body fat percentage. Yes, and those guys aren't. I mean, you're 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 not going to be fishing that way if you can't keep the bucktail under their water. There's no one fishing like that, right? And if you're bulging it. Yeah, the uh, I can break this down into something that's more palatable for an average person. the The retrieval, the feet per second, was six foot six point one seven feet. So that's like, what would that be? Six foot, one and a half inch versus six foot, four and a half, maybe five inches. You're talking about a couple inches different a second between these two reels that are, sup- that are supposed to be light years apart in terms of if you compare gear ratio, inches per turn, yeah. and all that stuff. So anyways, it's extremely close. And I'm interested to see what happens tomorrow with some human error removed. So, anyways, that's nice. what I'm going about there. So, let's get back on it. So, we got Boss Shad, BossShad.com. <laughs> He's also in Muskie Tackle Online. He's also in Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. And we've gotten some feedback from people that work at Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They, apparently, some people have been telling them, we talk about them. That's great. We we like to hear that. That you know the advertising here is working and it's opening that up. I saw that uh, Facebook. They put up a whole big picture. Tons of Bosch ads up there, and uh, so check them out there. You can also get a hold of Paul on his Facebook page. Uh, just look up Bosch ad, and um, I think you guys were saying that you you got some fish since our last show. Yeah, we got a. I had a guy come in from South Dakota, come in to watch the, the the Chicago Cubs play some games against Pittsburgh, and uh, just something they do. They go out and they do uh, watch the Cubs play against some other team. They came to Pittsburgh, and he always matches that up with a fishing trip. He came up here, and uh, we got a whole bunch of nice fish. But uh, the biggest one, first one of the morning which was a real nice trip for me because we got it first thing off the bat, came on a boss shad. Nice big fish. Mud puppy, too, I think. Mud puppy boss shad, yeah. yeah. Could Cross. you say that it was banging fish, baby? We were definitely banging fish that day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a lot of lot of fish over 40 that day, so it was a good day. Well, well worth the trip from South Dakota. That's I a was far banging trip. some fish, too, though. Baby, what else is new? That's just what we do here. We bang fish, baby. <laughs> Apparently, um, but yeah, I got some uh, some veterans on some fish oh, with nice. some boss sheds uh, recently. That was a, a great trip. It was a great trip. We had a group of guys come in. They do uh, they just travel around doing their their uh, Vietnam vets. Yeah, one guy, man shot down in a helicopter i think twice 
No, it was three times. Yeah. Three times? Yeah. Well, it was I wouldn't want to step foot in a helicopter Lit. if it's like, yes. hey, the seatbelt malfunctioned. This Boy, no, I mean, these it, guys are great. Yeah. These guys are great. My guys, the helicopter guy went with Vance, and these other guys are telling me, he's like, that guy was shot down like two or three times, and he lived every time. You know, I mean, well, yeah, if he's they, there, they then yes, he would have yeah. had to live. Yeah. Yeah, but they were great guys. It was a great trip to do. Interesting. Got all of them fish. Yeah. Interesting story about the trip. So I didn't know anything about it. You know, you just kind of get in the fishing mode. And, uh, yeah, they were older gentlemen. And, and you know, how some war heroes wear. You, you can kind of tell that they're veterans by the hats that they wear. Yeah. You know? And uh, I didn't think much much of it, you know. Outside of I was taking, you know, war heroes out. And, uh, but as the trip progressed, they, they really opened up and started telling me these stories about yeah. how, in detail, uh, about these stories. Uh, and sometimes you need that, mm-hmm. you know, because it reminded me of like talking with my grandpa who's, who's been gone for a long time now, but, uh. That, that's what happened to me. They, you know, they start talking. Some guys never talk about it. My guys were talking more about the guys that were fishing with Vance, you know, telling me about what they did. They, they opened it, Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they opened up to me and told me these, you know, and I, I think that that's really tough at a point for somebody who's in war to bring that up. Yeah. As in any touchy subject in life, but uh, war is very uh, specific, of course, uh, and unique. Uh, to be able to just open up and talk about that. These guys were that comfortable at this point in their lives. And uh, they told me some stories, and I was just kind of just silent. I, You know, you don't know what to say in that, that situation, but it just kind of made me step mm-hmm. back and be like, Jesus. Uh, you know, we stopped. They're for, heroes. Yeah, we, <laughs> they are definitely our heroes. We stopped for lunch that day in this dumbass piece of shit, pontoon-driving idiot. It hit my boat. What? You got... I didn't know that. Yeah, he hit my boat. He, I mean, he just... He was annihilated. Just... It, it was... it Breaking weather up here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been like 80 degrees for like eight days straight. It hasn't there. been really great for the fishing. No. But it's been a nice... But it, I mean, it, it's summer like... Time. It's hotter than it was in June and, Ju- yeah. June and July. Water, water temps went from... From I was getting 60, 62, yeah, 62s and 3s. Now it's at 77, 70. Yeah. We have to watch. Now it's back in paranoia mode where yeah. we don't know what we should do about fishing. But <laughs> anyway, so they're telling me these things, and there's like a, a little strip of docks left open at this eatery that's that's open on the lake still. Um, and, you know, I would say in the, in the in the heat of summer, you could probably park probably like 50 boats in there, mm-hmm. something like that, and you can drive up onto the restaurant. And it's one of the spots we hit up for lunch occasionally um, with clients. And, you know, there's they probably halved that. They took the docks out. But yep. there was there was maybe four boats on this giant dock strip. Um, plenty of parking, you know. It, you know, just plenty of parking for everybody. Um it would be essentially like driving to, uh, you know, a, like a Walmart or a Target at like midnight. And, you know, it's not like banging there. You could just park anywhere in the parking lot. But, so this pontoon pulls in and parks right next to me. 
and there is like 20 open spaces and he gets the front end of his boat and like wrecks into the dock and then the ass <laughs> end of it starts leaning towards my boat Jeez. and i'm like oh my god i and and we're sitting there eating and i just like kind of have this sixth sense so i i like look up i'm like oh my god that guy's gonna hit my boat and i just was like guys i'll re- i'll be right back so I go out and I run onto my boat and like kick his back end over into the other side of the dock. And I look down at my boat and he's like, I didn't get you. I was like, yeah, you did, man. I was like, here's the giant scrape. You, you, you took all this, you, all, all like the decals off of it. Oh, uh, like on, big... on the side or on the back or where, where are we at? On the side, like, like, uh, probably about like three feet from the transom. You know, it says, like, Alumacraft and stuff. He scraped it up pretty good. And, I mean, what do you do at that point? Uh, you know, he's like, I'll give you my name and number. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? You know, I, yeah. I don't know. And and so I'm thinking about that. And, and this is just after these, these vets have opened up to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I hear all these insane stories. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is not a big deal. This is not a big deal. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of, you know... I thought maybe that would have like amped you up and been like, I got to make these guys proud. And you go and break that pontoon boater's neck and you sink him to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, no. I just let I just let it roll because I was with a group of special dudes. And, uh, you know, that guy driving the pontoon, I mean. He's not a special dude. It is what it is. I mean, he, he wrecks boats. You know, he's. He's got it bad himself. He has no idea how to drive. <laughs> I mean, the, the pontoon was just a mess. It was, it was, it was a horrible pontoon. It was absolutely disgusting. It was underpowered. There was shit all over it. You know, he was clearly in a bad place himself. So, I was like, <laughs> you know, it's okay. I'm just gonna let this go. And it was because of the vets. Their, their stories were incredible. So and and we had a, we had a good time together, and we caught some fish, and we caught some on boss sheds, and it was great. Okay, but before we leave this, had you not been with the veterans, do you think you would have handled that differently? You know, I'm I'm like sitting here getting a little warm about it because, <laughs> because like my old self would have jumped on the boat. Yeah, like I like I'm like. I'm like getting like I'm, my blood's pumping thinking about it, but in that moment, I understand the moment. But I'm just wondering if you don't have to say what you would have done. But do you think you would have acted differently had you been in different company? Possibly. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So all of this comes back to boss shads catch veterans boss fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So, oh, and they were hilarious. Otherwise, too, they they were just so, they they were just funny guys. Great guys. Yeah. They're coming back. Yes, June. Yes. That's in like initially. Initially, they were fly fishermen. Yeah, you know, it was a. Fly, I, so was, I did. I did a couple. Of, I did probably three or four hours of fly fishing with my guys. Vance's hmm. guys. They were like, we want to. One of these things we want to put one in the boat, and Vance is like, Well, I, I got a plan for you. 
I think you put the fly rods in the bottom of the boat and we're going to get you a fish. Did you see that at the boat? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. I started grabbing cool. Let's just put him in his yeah. box and let's go I get just, you a fish. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like jumped up. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah sweet, man. Let's just you just do want to catch way. one. I'm going down here. And I'm like, okay, man, I'll see ya. <laughs> Never saw each other all day. He went one way, I went the other. <laughs> I gave this fly fishing another, another go. Found it many times. I know the fly fishermen don't like to hear this, but good God, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's so tough. I threw the raptor like three times. Yeah, and a fish came right to the boat, and they yeah. bo- they all saw it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. how big was that?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's like a thirty-eight. Yeah, they're not chasing that fly. <laughs> they're just not chasing this stuff. Well, yeah. they'll chase not it, but but yeah. it's just not as as, yeah. as quick as a yeah. We fly fished for four hours, we saw zero. The raptors for four hours, we saw about 16. Yeah. It's a lot, it's just different. I don't, I don't know what to say. Don't get mad at me, fly guys. Yeah, don't get that mad. Yeah. Well, I, you know. Love the fly guys. I love their passion. Love everything about it. The It's but, tough to do on a lake. It's tough. Well, I'm going to, I'll jump in on this because, um, Sunday, I did a little sneak away trip and fished for a couple hours up there. And you guys have to be on that weed edge, at least where I was around. So you're in the middle of the lake, okay? And you go (laughs) off the middle of the lake. And I thought my outboard, my 115, was going to stall, wrapping up all these weeds. I'm like, oh, I wonder where the weed line is. And I look down, I'm like, oh, no. I'm already in there. I'm in it. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the middle of the lake in a boat. I don't know how anyone would want to water ski anywhere close. Yeah, they do it. They do it. I know it is. And we watch. We watch them turn off sometimes. The the, the I, I mean, I've seen people. You know, on on tough days, and I'm you know when we're when we're fishing and and we're cleaning weeds all the time, or even when we're casting and we're cleaning weeds because people can't. Get a clean cast, and it's a big thing up here. People talk about, well, how'd you blow your motor? It's because you're you're driving because you're you're driving in damn docks. You're right, and you're right on there. They're thick. Yeah, they're thick. Would you agree with that, Andy? The weeds get thick. The weeds, and that's where I was going, and that's I was going to relate it back to the fly fishermen, (laughs) in that the, the the weeds are they're. If you could equate this to something, it would be like. They are so thick, and I'm going to make like a... It doesn't necessarily have to be a hunting equivalent. You go into a place that was logged about eight years ago with the tops and the briars. You can't work anything through them. No, no. You literally can't. I mean, if that water level dropped six, eight, six, eight, ten inches, you would think it's someone's yard because mm-hmm. everything would be laying on the top. It. I bet you geese yeah. could walk on it and not fall yeah. in. And, you know, it, it, it. so it's thick. So how I was going to equate this back to the fly guys is if you're not on the edge, which is, eh, give or take 8 to 12 feet, mm-hmm. you, you're you not working nothing through them. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know how people I, – I guess the people in kayaks could really get a good lift off because you're actually hitting some substance, some solids, when you're paddling. So well, – now, yeah. you, now you're working, so you're working baits out deeper, and so you got whatever 
let's just say you're in 10 foot of water and that fly is only down not very far making no noise there there are i mean consistently that edge that you're describing is pretty much the perimeter of the lake now but there are some pockets and stuff and there is some areas where we we were able we were able to have some success fly fishing with with the people we took out this year um but but that still that still narrows it down to a specific area yeah very few and far between is different every year but we're picking those apart because we get to fish like two three times a season yeah, like every day we're out here, and the weeds change. They grow, but there are some spots that you can take people, and you can do it, and that's where I took my guys. And they weren't having a big problem with the weeds where I took them, but uh, just, I don't know. Getting it's a fish to come up man. to it. It's just different. It looks okay. It looks great. They were ready to make the transition, and... But these fish respond different out there. The fish responded in my demonstration, and then they ended up seeing a whole bunch. The one guy was freaking out. He had four or five fish come up in like ten casts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I know know guys are catching them. We've had guys respond to our comments before, like, yeah, I got a buddy that catches them up there. I said, I'm sure you do. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, it could happen. Does... I've caught them, so yeah, on the, on the fly. <laughs> so, yeah, it can be done. Do you ever wonder, like, if you could put on a like a, a wetsuit and a, and a, you know go scuba diving and go through those big thick weed beds and look to see how many fish you could find? I know visibility would be nothing, but just some way of knowing how many muskies are actually in the thick of it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch in there. Because you know, some days I'm like. Yeah, why would they want to be in there? Other days, I'm like, why wouldn't they want to be in there? Wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> Tons of bait in there. Tons of bait. Probably the e- easiest eating they can get. That's easier than open water chasing them around. Mm-hmm. Just lay up in that slop and, uh, you know, the old timers tell me they used to drag cement blocks through there to... Really? Yeah. Bricks, you tie brick on, you go back and forth, chase all the muskies out, and then you go fish for them. It's an old... It's the way the guys used to do it. They would try to advance. With a cinder block, they would... Yeah, just put a cinder block and drag it around in there. Mm -hmm. Just to shush all the muskies out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, people do that. I mean, I've seen people, even in the fall, when they're like perch fishing and stuff, I saw that that one guy like up on plane doing a... Just, just a complete just circle. I thought he, I thought he had a stroke, and he yeah. he did, he <laughs> left the motor or something. I'm, and then I eventually got up to him on the drift that I was doing. He was okay. He was perch fishing. I was like, "What was that?" He was like, "It's an old Canadian trick. You got to wake the fish up." Yeah. And there you go. I guess like, I I know I wasn't aware that fish sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Definitely an interesting intro we're having. Yeah, we're not even through the plugs and we're 27 into it. <laughs> yeah. So check out Boshad and uh, go get yourself some fish. So Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, you guys talk now. MCFishingGuides.com, give us a call. I got like two days left in September. I had somebody cancel. Chance got some openings. Uh 
October. We still have, we still have lots of openings in, in October. Uh, but get a hold of us quickly because there's a whole bunch of people getting back to me, and uh, we're going to do our best. Yeah, and fishing's been as good as it's been all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Fall's nice fishing out here. Nobody's when it's out. not 87 degrees, no yeah, wind. Yeah, I can't wait till fall. We had fall a couple weeks ago. We did pretty well there mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. Uh, we just got hit with a week of not fall weather. And it's going to uh, be another week of it, too. Yeah. It's, it, it's been a bit of a grind, but we've been putting some nice ones in the boat. We've been getting them every day. Absolutely. So, perfect. Has been hasn't been the greatest, but that's going to change. We're going to get two fall fishing. Yeah. Two fall fishing water. windows. Yeah. Two two fall windows when the, everything starts dropping. So it gets to 55 and then it all shuts down. That's right. If I shut <laughs> down, you mean grab fifth gear and go. 55. <laughs> we'll be getting the kaput decks. Yeah. Done. Kaput. Done. Kaput. Over. <laughs> No, no. You, by over, you mean the slow season. <laughs> That's it. When I would go up to the Georgian Bay, it would be in the 50s. And I would, even though it was very green into it. And I was like, this is terrible. This is freezing water. We're not going to catch shit. Well, if but you, you give me a, a legitimate shot, and I could show you more fish per square acre than you would could shake a stick at now granted it's probably going to be a quarter acre of water so yeah <laughs> it's I, different i'll it's, say i'll say that that's that's fine you have to find that time too the fisheries are different i mean there's no doubt we talk about what we do here and i know what happens other places you know you go to some of these big bodies of water they have like herring runs and uh, you know shad runs which i can go back home fish down in PA and it's a lot different there's alt wives they all pack into these areas we are not fishing at a lake like that these are perch fed fish non-stop too yeah they just pound the perch we don't have these migrating bait fish so it this lake is not the same as these fall fisheries that people talk about where these big giants come in Mm mm-hmm they're pretty much stocky all year round. They're eating yeah. all year round. Yeah, so, yeah. They're, they're, there's not they that. They look that the same. There's not this big transition. Transition where all this bait goes into a bay, and I've seen it at home in the shad lakes. I've seen it in Canada in the lakes that this migrating bait fish, and that's what gets caught up into it. Like everybody sees these big fish, fall big fish. Oh my gosh, they're so fat. Our fish just don't change that much here. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we do book trips because of it, because people are like, fall, baby, the one, fat, right? Yeah, the well, the one from today, I think, <laughs> was like ready, it was getting ready for fall. It was like, because it, it had like uh, shoulder pads on it, looked like. Yeah. You know, it was getting ready it for can't football. Get, the, the thing the, was just, just yeah, unbelievably get, stocky, unbelievable. Can't get fat. any fatter than that. It, it would have it exploded, you know. We got a nice one today, and that, that's what it looked like. It's not going to get any fatter. But... So when we say that, you know, when we sort of make fun of the fall fishing, it's 
It's just to play. It's, it's, a, it's a make fun of on us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The it's the same. You know, because it's just the same shit. Caught some of the fattest fish I've ever caught in June, in July. July. <laughs> the Fat, fattest, yeah. fattest fish some this year so far came in July. Yeah. And you did get that absolute, just true fall fish today. Well, yeah, that, but like a, a, an absolute giant. I think that was 2014, where one looked different yes. than the other yes. fall. Fish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they, yeah, they just don't, they don't get like that around here. I mean, on Chautauqua Lake, that's just how it is. Yeah, they just are stocked, stocked up all. People the time. might want to talk about it, but then that's fine. But we get to do do it every day. They, de- they you don't. definitely see that see the different difference in photos though across the board yeah in some of those fisheries when they're like here's our summer fish and then like here's yeah. our lake of the woods fall yeah. one and, and it and, and it does look stuff these fish in this lake are not doing that. but these things yeah they just have a buffet to eat all the time and they're just always chunkers anyway but the fall it's coming around it's coming we'll get you the fall fatty yeah <laughs> give us a call all right and St. Croix Rods, best on earth. A lot of rod manufacturers out there. A lot of name brands, this and that. But one that sticks true to most Americans deep in their heart is... Why are you laughing at my plug? St. <laughs> Croix. Mostly made in America. And they got just about anything that you need rod-wise to catch what swims. So check them out. All right. You're a great plug man, Andy. Hey, somebody's got to just, you know, carry the weight. Yeah. I stick Thank my you. neck out every week. I Thank have people that get that mad plug. at me for how good my plugs are. So. Cheesy. Hey, they're great. They're great. I'm, I'm like, Vance knows what it looks like. I'm literally looking at your chair. And I have a, this like really sad pair of like earmuffs like laying here on the table, and the mic's like all droopy. So I'm, I'm like I'm I'm yep. doing hand signals to nobody, like I'm uh. I'm speaking like I'm Italian. If you're gonna stare, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to sitting here looking at no one, and now I gotta look at pants every once in a while, and it's kind of odd. I got <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the. Uh... We'll do the power rankings. You've been though. dragging your feet, so let's do it. Yeah. We've been doing it since the turn of the year. You guys know the drill. Send in your submissions. We're clearly not going to be doing one of those this week because uh, we're separated. Got to keep them separated. We, uh, I think that that's a good, you know, for for next year, just just know that we're, we're, we're going to touch base <laughs> on them. In the, in the winter months, you know, just because me and Todd are fishing and uh, I can't get down there to the studio as consistently. Um, I built but, this yeah. beautiful studio and you leave me here. You needed something to keep you busy. Now it's over and I'm just left <laughs> with a lonely studio. That's right. Anyway, um, we'll get into uh, number three. And we'll give it to Andy because of his prior comments. Andy, take it away. You're three again. What's up? Three points. That's me. I like to drain them. Nothing but net. 
someone's going to be a foul shot, which is kind of lame. So you have, yeah, Andy's been Andy's <laughs> wrote, his ego is just shot through the roof because he has this like really small scale basketball court in his pole barn. We're using what I mean. A toddler can palm these balls. No, they can't. But Andy has developed a shot. And I must say that I have never beat him in a game of horse or pig there. Oh, wow. It is an extremely difficult hoop to get one to fall. Like There's nothing regulation. <laughs> no, but it. I can say I do have a basketball hoop in my ball barn. And That's if true. someone didn't know about it, they'd be like, Man, this guy's like Shaq. He's de- well. He's developed a shot. I, I can't. I can't. Sink, I can't sink one. I also tried really difficult things, like behind a tractor. Shot from the ranger, you know. And I eventually like end up knocking and out like his entire tool yeah. shelf. Yeah. I, I that ball smashes everything I own. If you look on some stuff that haven't moved in months, you'll see like these, like the like the fingerprints of the ball hitting. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I'm a forensic, you know, scientist, and the basketball hit here at one time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, get into three. Okay, number three is the fish that takes a great photo. Now, this can be taken many ways, but the way I'm approaching it is. The fish that appears to be larger, sometimes substantially larger than what it really is in the photo. And it is very, it's not sneaky, but it is used to the person who caught it advantage of just being like, check out this one. And the people will be like, how big is that? And you'd be like, well, what do you think? And you never really give out the size. Yeah, that happens. And you have a... I have a couple that are extremely good. You have a great one. Yes. I have two. Right now, I'd have to to kill you, but I can't do that. (laughs) Man, Vance, is it better up there? Death threats versus (laughs) getting a pig? He's got a... Vance, uh, uh, Andy, you have have a great one. I I, I, I mean, you weren't doing anything crazy. No, I it's was just, just doing. Yeah, I got I got two of them actually. Yeah, and uh, that one fish, I don't have the, uh, for obvious reasons, I didn't keep the other photo. I caught the one fish twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Once was like in March, and the other was uh, like a July August. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, it was still big. It just didn't take the same photo. Yeah, and don't ask me what it is. I mean, I I find that it's easier to get one of those fish i mean first off the fish has to be of size you're not going to make no 28 inch or look like a 40 yeah you got to right. have a a, a a full adult fish now mm-hmm. depending on some people's definitions i know pennsylvania the, the fish commission said what was it they've never trapped a male over 40 inches really over 43 over 43 yeah it was something but the mm-hmm. majority of the males are under 40 inches when they're fully grown. So mm-hmm. you can get a full full adult fish that's like fooled out, you know, nice proportions. And some might be better at it. But if you just take a nice photo with it, 
you will on occasion get it to be like that fish looks five, seven, eight, nine inches bigger than what it really yeah. is. And it's not that you're trying to be deceitful and like extreme, mm-hmm. hold it out, lens angle, this, that. No, this is how I hold the fish. The fish was yeah. well behaved. Your hands were in good spots and it looks yeah. great. Happens all the time. I mean, it happened to you and I and a fish in the Slipper Rock Creek. Yeah. We have two sets of photos on that fish. And guess what? We used the second time Todd picked that fish up. Yeah. It, that was an incredible good. photo. Looks like two different fish. I wasn't doing anything different. It's just the way the photo came out. Yeah, and I, I guess I'll tell the I'll tell the quick story. We we got it up. We I got my phone ready. We we snapped some photos. Todd went out, started like putting it back in the water. Reviver is kind of there, and I had the phone there, and he just like picked it back up again. Go snap some more, and I snapped some more. He put it back in. It swam away, and I'm like, oh, these were good. The background yeah. was great. I mean, and that's the other thing is like the background. Yeah. Yeah. The one I was like standing in the mud and like half on a hill. In the water. Yeah. But this fish, this was like a 51, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, 51 and a half. Yeah. It was a giant. Looks but... like two different fish though. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. And so obviously yeah, I know, you, I know you can have it go the other way as well. But the positive mm. one is having a, nice fish appear nicer that's also a really cool picture because it's not a boat yeah and uh, you know it, it's not on a lake it's the most popular picture yeah it's on the site that that I, when, when we go to the shows mm-hmm. for me everyone wants to ask about that picture mm-hmm. I, I got waiters i have a creel mm. yeah, <laughs> an the, old wicker, the, wicker yeah. creel the, the, the fish <laughs> is arced perfectly yeah, it it just, it, it just flows so nicely. Yes, and it just happened, and uh, very popular picture. Yeah, but yeah, people yeah. would say that. What is that? Fifty four. Yeah, you know things like that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a big fish. It's fifty one and a half. But you could get away with adding a couple inches to that if you wanted to be deceitful. Mm. But you're not, and it's easier to there remember the truth. Believe me, we run into it all the time guiding. Like sometimes I get pictures. I have pictures of 48s and 49s and 46s that I've never even, I've never done anything with. I just delete them because you're trying to hand those things off to clients. And yeah, it just, it doesn't work. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't get any pictures. I got some this year. But the one some with giant fish this year. And the it, one, the one, the one client was holding this. Just absolute Chautauqua giant, and I mean, it was it was a great fish, and, and and it just didn't take a good picture. And you know, Todd was trying his darndest, and he had his hand out there. He had like a, a Heisman stiff arm into this fish to try and get it positioned correctly for the. That was trying to hold the guy up too. The, yeah, that too. He was falling down, and yeah, you, you like to... you got it by the wrong gill. You're you're oh. doing the reverse. You're you're doing the reverse gill rake here. Not the wrong gill photo. Yes, and that's the wrong gill photo. And and, I I said you got to grab by the other gill, and he grabbed it, and he flipped his hand around, and it was still wrong. Yeah, and and you know we took thirty seconds to do this. I'm like, take the picture. We got to get it back in the water. water. Yeah, you got to get back in the water. You can't fumble around so much. Yeah, 
And you want them to hold the thing. Yes. I want to get a nice picture. They want yeah. a nice picture. Oh, my God. I yeah. want a nice Especially picture. Especially if it's, a, you know, probably their fish of a lifetime. Yes. You know, and you want you want that to happen. But, you know, no matter how much, like, when I, when I get a big one in the net, I'm like, I want this person to hold it themselves. Yeah. You know, this is a memory for them forever. Mm-hmm. There's on, only so much you can teach yeah. in that green moment you know they yeah. can't reach into the bag and grab it like you or i will mm-hmm. because we've had so much experience doing it whether it's yeah you know when you're little from lipping a bluegill to lipping a bass to carrying around dead walleye in your case carrying around dead muskies yeah. when they used to keep yeah. them yeah you know that doesn't happen in in the net you know you can't get those years mm-hmm. but sometimes you can but that's the perfect photo fish yeah but you, yeah all the stars align. If you can't hold the fish, you shouldn't fish for them. That's the stance oh, I, I take. That. I, for, I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. And then over in the, the last couple of weeks, I've seen a lot of people that probably shouldn't be fishing for them because yeah, I've trolled past some boats this week that like have caught. I a, saw them catch a fish, and I'm not, I'm not crazy about this stuff. I mean, if the fish dies, it dies. It's a dead fish. I am not a lunatic about it. Yeah. Like a lot of people, but uh, I saw some fish get caught over this past week here that came on board, flopped into the bottom of the boat, and I made a whole trolling pass and came back like 20 minutes later. Yeah. I saw this at least two or three times, and the photos were being taken. It's still... And I'm like, oh my God. That's pretty bad. That's a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm boats out of commission for like a half hour uh that happens (laughs) i mean i don't you know it's a fish it's their fish they can do what they want i'm not going to go running over and some people want you to run over and tell them what to do but you know these guys have big rigs they're looking good i'm not yeah they they, i i I just keep my distance i just don't say anything but (laughs) i saw some crazy stuff here recently it's that warm weather it's everybody out again. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> the perfect photo fish. We've all have, we all have those photos. Yeah. It's awesome stuff. That'll be three. We're not even going to have to get into a topic tonight. <clears throat> I know. No, we're not, because we're 46 into it. I know. Two. <laughs> Another positive thing in fishing in the fishing industry. Todd, take it away. Yeah, mine was pretty crazy. I mean, I stopped at the... I was I stopped to get a coffee this morning and talking to some guys. Long story short, as I'm in there, it's like, hey, I'm supposed to meet you at eight. And I was like, yeah, it's me. Okay, I'll see you over there. And they ended up following me over. And then like right at the end of the trip today, he's like, this guy was a truck driver. He's like, hey, I'm, I want to let you know that uh, taillight was out on your trailer. I'm like, really? I check them all the time. Light was out. I have a spare in the car, or in the, in the truck, rather. Popped it out, put it in, got, to, but it comes down to, the, like, all the lights working mm-hmm. when you plug in. Yeah. That's a big thing. I remember it back in the day when we would, we would take what we had to go to Canada, work like rigs like we're running right now. I would just make sure that everything was ready to go. All the lights are working. I didn't want to get pulled over, right. you know. And uh, 
But have somebody get back there, turn the blinkers on. Yeah. Hit check the brakes. this, check this, everything's working. Okay, we're good to go. Let's leave. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. it might not be working once we get there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to have everything working on those trailer lights. And uh, my client today told me about mine. Are, are you are you a uh, when when you back in you keep your lights plugged in when you put in what I'm saying is when you I do yeah when you back into the water in the ramp you you keep keep your lights I do because I used to have the brakes on there and if you you had to keep them plugged in mm-hmm. I I do I ripped the brakes off my trailer when you unplug. Well, well, no, I ripped the brakes. I literally ripped the oh, brakes you, you off my trailer. Off. Yeah, so. th- there was like a day he, you came and there was like no brakes on the one side or something. Yeah, and I said, what, how about, how, you know, what if there's only brakes on one side? Like they, they, they literally. Rotted and fell off and they're gone. It, it got tangled up into the rim. Mm-hmm. I was pulling out of the boat line. I was pulling out of the state park there and I heard this big thud and I was Sparks are flying. They the bolts came out and the brake shoe got tangled up and I I had to jack the thing up, tore it all off. And at that point I just tore one side off. I called Andy, it's like this is what happened. He said, just Yeah, the other side's good. All the fluid drained out. I said, Yeah, I can see it laying here. <laughs> <laughs> Seagulls lapping it up. <laughs> yeah. So I just took the other side off. But before that, I couldn't back up. If it wasn't plugged in, plugged you know in, what I mean? Yeah. So these new ones are water-sealed. and But mine today, the guy told me about it, and I haven't changed that thing in years. I have that backup in there. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't water-sealed. Like, when I when I went to pop it, I popped it out. I had a new one, and I was, like, shaking it around. It. And what? The plastic crack. Andy, do you unplug or you stay plugged in when you back in? I stay plugged in. Okay, me too. I, I My crazy uncle, who's insane... <laughs> you know he always you know you got to unplug but you know prior to unplugging like he's in a full scuba suit to launch the boat yeah you know it, it, but it, it, every time that i'm i go fishing with him he always tries to unplug my trailer lights and i'm like get you the hell that. away yeah. from my boat and <laughs> right now just go over yeah. there and take your you know am ship how about what's happening right now at the uh, at the launch? Like everybody's pulling out for the season. Yeah, the stuff I see, like these boats, small boats, mm-hmm. and there's like someone brings the trailer down. There's like four people on board. Yeah, there's like six people cool. in the water. Some of them waiting. Yeah, some of them holding ropes. Oh yeah. And they're all trying to get this boat. You're expecting, like you're expect, yeah. You're, I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking it's like a, a yacht. Coming yeah. In. Here comes the it's Chautauqua like a, Bell. Yeah, they're bringing the Brig Niagara in for dry dock. <laughs> I'm thinking it's the Bell double yeah. decker yeah. <laughs> with the paddle wheel, feet long, and <laughs> side it's thrusters. Like a Seventeen foot ski boat. Yeah. And there's people in waders. <laughs> there's people walking all around the dock, and I'm like. What are you people doing? Yeah. Guy has goggles and snorkels and <laughs> yeah. you gotta put the thing on the trailer. Yeah. And I, you hear it every time, like they're doing all that and I back they're they've already started a procedure. I pull in, tie up, go get the truck, back it down, back it in, I put it on and they're all like, Well, you've done that before and it was like, Yeah, it's real simple. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually gonna go this direction because it makes me so mad that it's it's like, oh, yeah, I'm the best boat operator there is, but 
don't get me near my trailer because I'm I'm a fish out of water here. Yeah. It drives me insane to to yeah. just see that people. I mean, it's it's because I think things through. I think, but it's like if you need that many bodies, like another minivan following the truck pulling yeah. the trailer to get your boat on the trailer. Perhaps yeah. maybe you should have a better plan prior yeah. to this, rather than being like. You know, you're asking all your buddies, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Nothing. They're like, well, how am we get the boat out? They're like, well, I'd rather help you move than do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big ordeal. And it is. And and But that, that's the thing. These people, even if you live here 30 years, and on, on, they launch in the spring, they pulled out in the fall. And honestly, that's the, the, like, the <laughs> difference between fishermen, people that do it a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and then in the in the the, the part time. they have the bass tournament sometimes here. There's 80 boats there. Yeah. You don't even know what's going on. I mean, they're 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 out. I mean, the parking lot's full. Boom, 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 boom. It's, but it's, it, it goes, goes so well. quick. It's just yeah. it's the difference yeah. between the people that are really yeah. They do it every day. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's fine. I'm 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 better when it's just myself. Yes. Because we have our system. Yeah. Yeah. I, and honestly, like to. From plugging the trailer lights in, and they and they all work, you know, and and all that stuff. To to driving to the ramp and to launch the boat. I bet you I could launch the boat in less than a minute by myself. A minute by myself. Boom, done. Out of the truck, tied up to the dock. I'm back in going to park. Yeah, I I'm guilty of when I have someone that's like. Hey, I'll help you launch your boat. Like we're going fishing. A part of me wants to be like, no offense, shut up and let me be. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also sometimes the guy that's in the in someone else's boat. I'm like, hey, I'm willing to help you with the boat. And I'm just like, ah, man, if I was in the driver's seat, I'd be like, shut up and let me be. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, like like an example what Todd was talking about when we were up Sunday, me and my wife. We went and ate lunch at at the marina there, and we got there, and there were a couple boats on the dock, like, at, like, the launch area. We're like, oh, okay. They must be either putting in or taking out whatever. We ordered lunch, ate lunch, bummed around waiting to see if Vance would come in for lunch, and... Which is stalkery, you know, that's half stalker, but, I mean, that's cool. (laughs) No, I knew that you were going to be there, and I had baits to give you, which you made like a Calvin Johnson catch on that mud puppy. Um, I really did. Anyways, so... You get a hook in your finger? No. It no, was... Man, his, his, his like, ring finger and middle finger split the difference on the middle hook. It, like, landed I'm hooks sure. through that. It was the perfect... And we were probably every bit of 12 feet apart. One double-A collegiate wide receiver right here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay... Getting back to my dumb little story here, those people literally took an hour to get their boat out. They sat at the launch, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe someone's parking the truck. They just launched. Nope. Someone then comes pulling back. I'm like, how did this work out? Did you lose the truck? Did you have to take it out of long-term storage or something? I had breakfast with people a couple of days ago, and they were like, yeah, we're pulling the boat today. Big deal. They came down. They had breakfast. There was people everywhere. Like it's getting crowded out there, but we better start this. 
That's a thing. <laughs> it's a big thing. <laughs> that when, when when the seasons end, it's almost like, you know, a fisherman's like opener for a first day of trout almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real big deal. The the seasons end, which is like Memorial Day to Labor Day, yes. and, people and people start pulling their yeah. Put in their boats, and then they pull their boats. I talked to them on Labor Day, and we're like, it's time to pull the boat. And they're like, yep, it's time. Yeah. This is just what we got to do. We we, we prepped for it last night. We we protein shakes. It's time. It's a part of life. We have to get it out right now. We've been uh, wind sprints all week. (laughs) Kettlebells. We're, We're ready for it. They stretched. <laughs> yeah, we we watched a couple YouTube videos. Yeah, when you when you bounced out of there, I mean, it, it got substantially busier. I mean, there was, was triaxles. I mean, yeah. people that had like the big boat. the giant giant boats pulling out of there. I s turned through a couple of them and got the hell out of there in like <laughs> seconds. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, those big ones, thirty, thirty, forty footers. They're they're bringing like tractor trailers with poof makeshift. It was wild. Those guess, trailers are like you ever see like a sailboat get pulled out on those big like jack yeah, stand yeah. trailers, and you're like, how does that not tip over when you take the slightest turn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's happening. It's the end of the season for them, baby. Yeah, no more but banging the, fish. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bang some fish. We're just getting started here. We yeah we we've trailed off, but that number two was plugging the trailer lights in and they work um and that'll take us into uh number one which is going to be mine um and it's the bump board i enjoy Ooh. i enjoy the bump board uh when i i don't think you I, should though i saw a you, video what uh right yeah so the bump board's like <laughs> Right, the the bump board's like getting um, out of control, and of course, I guess it's relatively new. I don't know in in, in the musky world, maybe ten years. Would you? When, when did the bump board start coming out? Oh, I don't know, man. I you know people start talking about them. I have a video here from. I guess it's been like twenty years. Everyone was just, you know, you run a tape across, you yeah. pick them up, hold the tape on them, and you do it. But the bump board has become something people want to do. Yeah, the bump board, which is, I, I think is great. You know, um, I enjoy it. You get an official measurement. The cl- official. clients enjoy it. You know, they get to really know how big the fish was. Um, and then they can turn it into a fish story from there. You know, we'll we'll measure a lot of thirty nines and stuff, and be like, yeah. By the time you leave the boat, you guys can say, it's you know, you guys can tell your your friends yeah. it's a, it was a forty or a forty five or whatever you want to do. But right now, while you're on the boat, we all know the size of this fish, you know, and it's cool. You get a legitimate measurement. You get to put that back of that fish all the way up that bump board, and uh, and. and stretch it out and see what it truly is inch wise um and it's quick it's quick and it's it's the most accurate measurement of a length of a fish out there right now well i mean that's the way you would do i mean if you get you decide you're going to keep one yeah if you're going to keep a walleye that's where you're going to put that thing on a bump board Mm -hmm. 
Now, Vance and I don't. I do not use the bump board on very many of my fish. I'll be honest. Nor do like I. Thirty-six, thirty-seven. I call them. I don't even get it out. Mm-hmm. Today I got it out. We got a nice big one. I wanted to get official measurement. The people uh, want to get an official measurement. Yeah. And sometimes on the we've talked which about is a big, a big, before. yeah, big fish for them. Yeah. Which is might be a, a you know in to, to your three foot to forty yeah. inch range. We're be like, yeah, dude, that's a thirty nine. Oh yeah. yeah, dude, that that's a that's a forty one, mm-hmm. and they're just like, well, I really want to see it, and you bump yeah, it, so you bump and it, it's, and it's, it's, for, it, it, it is, is what, what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. And Maybe, you're just like, you, see, you know, you, you know, we've talked about that with some people that have uh, brought them on, and they're like, hey, is that forty? No, it's not forty. It's about thirty eight. No, it's just fun, <clears> you know. And right. I had the one guy that worked for the fish commission that told me, is that a, is that a four? That's, I said, no, that's not 40. That's not as big as that last one you caught that I said was 38 and a half or 39, you know? Yeah. I said, he said, you know, can I bump that fish? I said, yeah, go ahead. Lay it down there. It's 37 and a half. Laid it down. 37 and It half. was 37 and a half. I got lucky there. Yeah. Okay. So I can't maybe, call maybe you're, you Maybe you're quarter off. But, <laughs> but what's the big deal? There, the big ones, we don't get to handle that many of them. I'll bump those big ones because I'm not going to say this fish is X mm. size, but the the big ones meaning the ones that we that 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 reach like forty the ones that we can't really call yeah the ones that we can't look at and be like yeah that's a forty two mm-hmm. you know the ones that you yeah. might see that, that that's that that's forty five and up and we'd be like yeah that's a forty seven and it might be like a forty six or a forty eight yeah. yeah you know yeah. but the but the the controversy is funny that I've seen out there about like laying them down and the time it takes to do that yeah that's it takes no longer to do that than it does to run a tape down them or lay them on a tape so th- I think that was kind of silly I think going on on oh. It's terrible. I mean, I I think that the bump board was, is great because you get the most accurate measurement for, you know, you get what you're looking for in hard numbers, um, and of course that that that's why it's the power rank, and that's why it's number one. You get hard numbers. You know what you caught. It's awesome. I um, I, but, I, I I'm not a fan because one, my boat isn't big enough to have one on yeah. it. And the other reason is I don't have one. So I like to do it the old-fashioned method. I always keep a lot of $100 bills on me. Mm-hmm. So when I have a fish I need to bump, I lay them on my nice hot carpet, hold them mm-hmm. down, and a dollar bill is roughly six inches long. Mm-hmm. So when I when it gets to where I can't have it fall exactly on a dollar bill, you put out a quarter, which is about an inch. So this whole time... I'm sitting up laying out $100 bills in quarters. And nice. that's why you use that lingo when we would catch a fish together and you'd be like, that's a four hundo. And I'd be like, wow, that's really embarrassing to say. Man. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I, I also, I like the, I, I, I didn't coin the phrase, but I'm like, that's a money fish right there. That's one that I'm <laughs> going to drop some serious coin on. <laughs> that's what happens. You and gear, gear man, Steve are going to be measuring, uh, and hundos. Now that he's pro staff, he's going to be rolling in it. Yeah, it's just rolling in. Just you know, that's that's the problem nowadays. Is you know, I get out of bed and I just trip over these giant piles of cash. I know. <laughs> yeah. So you always uh, you're you're always stubbing your toe and 
have bum knees. That's right. Bum knee Sam Bradford. But the but the <laughs> Go the ahead. bump board the bump board, which is a great tool again, is getting picked on. It doesn't matter what you do in the sport. The only reason stuff's getting picked on now is because of where social media is. Yeah. Well, th- there's because also it's out there. Yeah, I, I agree. There's also um, a theory on why it was picked on. I know we're a little bit late to the party on this, but if anybody that is on Facebook, probably it'll resurface. It'll resurface but in a couple th- years. There is, there is a theory on why it was getting picked on. I'm not going to name any names. Most people out there that are listening are going to know who picked on it. There's a theory on why that is. I'm not going to say the theory. Yeah, but look, the bu- the bump board is a great tool. The bump board companies that are making bump boards are so paranoid that they made them so they float. They made them so that when you dunk them in water, they help with the, the slime on the fish. Yeah. People are so paranoid with them. When they go to bump fish, they make these really, in, you know, they make it a point to show them dunking this bump board in the water. These Even paranoid people that buy them that are making videos that are like, we use the bump board. And here's a like a really drastic video of me taking my bump board and dunking it in the damn water before I put the fish on it. And then they go on this big, stupid, you know, just tangent about how it's good to bump, to dunk this thing in water and it protects the fish and all this stuff. All the right. This it is would a, be this better is a great... to bring them in and just release them. It would be better. No use to run a tape. Nothing. Let don't let anything touch it. But the bu- but the bump board co- the bump board companies yeah the bump board companies tried to mm-hmm. shoo away from this by making this like good for mm-hmm. good you know water repellent yeah. water resistant. Well, I can tell you, mine stinks really bad. Yeah, mine stinks. And every too. once in a while, every I'm time like, I oh my god, what yeah. stinks? Yeah, and it's the bump and board. it's the bump board. I I always <laughs> thought when when you saw him dunking it. That they were washing the blood off the delayed mortality muskie that had just laid on it, <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 that's that's it, it just absolutely ridiculous that that it's gone on that way and and somewhat what annoying, um, yeah. With, with the with the bump board talk, I think it's just fantastic that that you can get a hard number on it and. Honest to God, if if the second the 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 seconds that it takes to bump the fish are really going to kill this fish, then you, the steps prior to bumping it, to getting you to bumping it, are are something that needs to be looked at. Looked yeah, at. We it, shouldn't have netted it. We shouldn't have netted it. There might, shouldn't have bogged it. Yeah. We shouldn't have done anything to it. Yeah. We shouldn't have just quit fishing. You if, should have not if, even driven that boat on that lake because that put the yeah. pollutants in the water. That's where it's getting to. Sure. Bumped lots of fish, bogged lots of fish that we have recaught many times. Yeah. yeah. It's happened all over the place. And wouldn't say that the bump board was the sole reason that a fish wouldn't kick off. <laughs> yeah. If the bump board is the reason it dies, there's need there, there needs to be something looked at prior to bumping it because that's where yeah. that's where the 
the fault is coming. Yes. It's not the bump. It comes back to this story we talked about before where I saw some boats. I mean, how many? 20 minutes later, yeah. taking pictures of a fish. Yeah. And now you've got all these people paranoid about their bump board. And you see all this stupid videos about these people, like, just basically cannonballing themselves into the water with these bump boards and being like, look how wet this thing is. It's so wet. You know, there's, there's just <laughs> I'm no I'm bumping them underwater. I'm such a, uh, I'm such a fish, fish pond. Yeah, well, I mean, you see it. It's just like, yeah. get over yourself. We understand that the thing is wet, yeah. and it's good for the fish slime. But I wonder how hard that net is on fish slime. Mm. The nets are extremely hard. Prior, the best, the best fight fin proof net. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start dunking the net prior to the net job. Oh, you don't do that. Oh, shit. oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Like as soon as somebody hooks a fish or a rod goes off, I'm just gonna jump in the entire lake with the net. Well, didn't you do that last year? Bring like you it haven't. Over here. They're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" I'm gonna be like, "Well, before I get this fish in the net, I have to make sure everything is extremely soaked to save the fish slime." So, oh crap! I got a couple jokes going here. You got a net that's already preloaded. <laughs> it's sitting at the bottom of the lake. You just got to get it. The other thing that you need to have everything completely soaked is when you catch a fish, you jump in, like you said, you pull the plug on the boat. Could you could you yeah. imagine this tips tips video coming out in 2018 where dudes are trolling along in their boat or casting and be like, you know, you're casting and it's high noon and it's a bit slow in the day. It's always a good good idea to, you know, your net kind of gets ignored, but you know, grab your net occasionally and dunk it in the water just to keep it wet uh, throughout the day because you never know when a strike's going to happen and you never know when you're going to have to use it. I could, the, the, it's getting so crazy that I could see something like that happening. I could see that video coming out and me like immediately running my head through a wall. Like like a celebrity doing a PSA. Please mm-hmm. keep your net wet. Yeah, because <laughs> because people are running out of some things to do. You know, some, that's exactly people it. are running out of things to do, and there's so much recycled information, and um, we're always looking for the next edge or whatever it is outside of just going out and fishing um that you know you'll see ridiculous things like that and i would never thought of that of a bump board and you see that come out and it's just absolutely ridiculous well i I, that's why i just started the uh musky credit score and everyone's going to have a credit score on their musky (laughs) etiquette and you know you can you can deny people entry to lakes and tournaments if their credit score is poor I like oh, that. I like that. So, I saw, I saw you know, the here on our like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, I they mean, were bumped, they were getting they were getting down there. You know, they're in the fives, the fours. It might affect you know this this musky credit score is going to affect uh, major purchases of fishing equipment. <laughs> it's going to change the price. It's going to change terms of like if you're getting a boat loan, uh, entry fees to <laughs> tournaments. Um, so if you don't keep your net wet, that does hurt your thing. And, you know, every time you want to look at your musky credit score, it will affect it. It will go down a little bit. It will go down 10 to 20 points. That's right. I'm sure it finds down. Mm. And, uh, who cares? Go bump board. Uh, or you could, uh, I got a better idea. 
go like me and not care about the fish's length and don't measure them at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we don't we don't we, we don't I mean Advance has honestly, a boat it, that's it, it, huge it, that he it, could it fit is, a bump board for a whale yeah. in it. Sure. But it's used it's it's a great tool to get a measure on really really nice fish gosh, you know you're gonna be in a tournament you gotta have one for mm-hmm. sure that's you a requirement know. anymore my well, god yeah, my yeah. god the, my god the p yeah i mean the pmtt's been doing it i mean absolutely ridiculous i am gonna just, go uh get this credit score thing on going yeah and remember everybody uh dunk your nets every 20 minutes when you're on the water because that thing needs to be wet. I mean, it is just... <laughs> if you go to net a fish with a dry it's net... Not net it's when just, you, um, after you net the fish, it's not wet then. No, no. You, it has to be... Free. Pre-wetted. Pre-soaked. It has to be pre-soaked. Oh. And your hands. So you got to get your hands soaked as well. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. if you if you fish, you should have like a tub dedicated to your net to just keep it in the water 24-7. But you need an oxygenator to keep the oxygen flowing through the, the, the threads mm-hmm. of the net. And uh, it, it would probably be better if your hands didn't have your blood in them, but instead it had the lake water in them. So you're going to need to have a blood transfusion with lake water. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting out of control. Sure. That's the power rankings and somewhat of a rant uh, for this week. So. <laughs> Yeah. Send your submissions in so we don't get a hold of this whole segment and just go absolutely insane on it. Why do you think you went, we went insane with the Ned dunking every 20 minutes and blood transfusions? We can, go on, we can go insane on any topic. I don't know. We'll probably get heat for that, too. We're musky crazy. Whatever. Bring it on. Banging fish, baby. Yeah. I'm going to call this, like, the show about nothing. Because we barely made it through the power rankings before it's over. Yeah, what are we, an hour into this? I mean, we're Hour and 14. Oh, my God. Okay. We didn't even get a topic. No, we didn't. That's going to be next time. We actually had a bunch of small topics. Yeah, call it the beauty of the intro and the beauty of the power rankings. I was going to say the show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this one up here. We didn't even get to, like Todd said, the show, so we actually didn't work today. Nice. So, uh, Boshad. dot com, Boshad on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find them on Musky Tackle Online, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. dot com. They have a store where you can get all that fine fishing equipment. You can also uh, get a hold of Paul direct on Facebook. So that'll take us to Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. You can find him on Facebook. We share an Instagram account. You can also friend Todd Young. We're gonna, I'm going to play around with this one again, see how long it takes Pete, Todd to accept friends. Uh, <laughs> Fat AZ Muskie Products, fatazmuskie.com. We're on Facebook. We share the same Instagram, like I just said. Uh, Muddy Creek. Oh, Muddy Creek. Man, I, I'm I'm trying to not make it the same every time. So, St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Uh, check them out if you're looking for a fishing rod. And thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. <laughs>